Can I get an amen? You got an amen? Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Hey, y'all. Welcome to Can I Get an Amen? We are hoping that anytime you tune in with us, we're leaving you a little bit better than you were before we found you. In our podcast, we hope to ignite something inside of you as we share our passion for personal growth, finding our God-given talents and gifts in this world, and also our love for living an intentional life. And that something sparks inside of you um, makes you, you know, shout out. Amen. Amen. Yo, 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 we're coming to y'all live from Steubenville. 2024, Christy, what are your thoughts? 2024? (laughs) 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 Man, this year is like, I feel a little less weird this year. Yeah. You know, last year was our first year. We have Natalie, Miss Natalie Dunnigan. Am I saying that right? You are. Yes, Yes, ma'am. Yay, sitting with us today. And um, last year was our first year. Have you come before, Natalie? I did, as a teen. As a teen. And because of you guys being here last year, I realized it was still happening. happening, (gasps) So I could bring our teen, our our 16-year-olds here. So thank y'all for that. Well, you're welcome. Well, let's thank Steubenville for that. Yeah. Thanks, Carrie, for inviting us. I think, was it Grace that got us here? Grace Johnson? Yeah, Grace. I was trying to think about that earlier. Yeah. We, um, we didn't get to come as kids either. So last year was our first time here, and we just got to act like teenagers. And we got to do this. And so we shared a king-size bed last year. And so after every night, we would, like, crawl in bed, and we're giggling about we're like all the giddy. beautiful things Jesus did. So cool. So, I'm But so it's a different experience, like, being in a room with, like, that many people and having, like, adoration and praise and worship. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's kids praying yeah. is just—it's incredible. It really yeah. is it's such an incredible feeling and experience. What was your here. experience like here as a kid? I'm sorry. When you were here as a child, like as a teenager, what was your experience like? So, um, obviously, I wasn't as strong in my faith, but the seed that was planted being here, it's something I'll never forget. So, um, I remember like feeling tingles for the first time, and I said, "What is that?" And they said, "That's the Holy Spirit just ah. talking to you." And it was it was pretty cool, you know. That's beautiful. Yeah. And it came back last night as soon as we got here. <laughs> the frissons. Yeah. The, the holy frissons. The holy frissons. 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 It's frissons. I like to say frissons. Okay, yeah. This is a fun <laughs> argument I love to have with people. Because uh, it feels like fleas? Yes. Okay. Fleas on your skin. <laughs> um, I got that today in Mass. So the, the Bronx Bishop that's yours. Okay. Can we talk about him for a second? Yeah. Fire me all the way up. I Absolutely. Mean, my gosh. That dude. The youngest bishop in the United States. Yeah. How old did uh, Father Shu say he was? 47. 47? Wow. Is he making you fired up or is he making Absolutely. you uncomfortable? The lady sitting next to me, Miss Vicky, she said, I kind of want to go to New York. I said, me too. Right? Let's go. Me Let's too. go to the Bronx. Let's go. So we just stalked him outside of the sacristy and we were like, okay, um, can you come on and like light the fires of the souls of the people that listen to this podcast? Because he's just so real. And look, we have a lot of real cool, beautiful, authentic priests too. But this guy, he's like, you know, Latino. I'm looking at him. I'm like, this dude could either be on like law and order and, you know, like crime mob boss. Like scared of, of him if you run yeah. into him in the alley. <laughs> um, and like just the fire in his soul, the conviction that he talks with. I'm like, dude. But he talks like J-Lo, so, yeah. like, there's just some softness <laughs> to him, too, that, like, he tells the hard truth, but it's, like, it's so endearing because of his accent and the way he commands the stage and, oh, the fire in his soul. Yeah. 
so beautiful. I was ready to stand up and cheer. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of applause in that mass. Heck yeah. Um, okay, so I know you have to get back to your teens, but I want to ask you this question. If you could build us like a Rushmore of, of people, like four people that have influenced you and your faith, who would be the four people on your mm. Rushmore? We didn't bring any Kleenex. <laughs> nope. Um, I think my kids... Oh. If I can kind of just mold them into one. Just, Shout them out um, for us real quick. So our 16-year-old is Emma, and she's in there, and she is just loving life and living her best life in there. Um, we have a 12-year-old, Abigail, and she truly loves Jesus. She also serves every Sunday. She's wow. precious. And then our 10-year-old is Vivian, and she is a free spirit. And um, I think every day they show Brandon and I unconditional love that, Beside Jesus, we don't get, you know, mm-hmm. because we're human beings, but they just love us. They're everything. And I think that would be my first one. And Brandon would be with them, too. My husband. Yeah, they can totally share a <laughs> head on the Rushmore. Yeah. Um, I believe our pastor at Our Lady of the Lake, Father Buddy, bro, uh, would be on there because he was such a big part of, of my husband's conversion to the Catholic faith because he is a convert. Um. He shows us the human side of our, you know, being a priest. He'll show up at our house on his Harley, and <gasps> he's a Harley. He has a Harley. Gosh, I want to he's interview so him awesome. so bad. Um, he he definitely plays a large part in who we've become in our faith. Um, I love Saint Therese mm-hmm. of Lisieux. She just embodies so much of the faith that we should have, the childlike faith. Yeah. And, you know, getting the experience that here, that childlike faith and just her. And I'm not sure my fourth. Um, actually, uh, Shilpa Listy is also a convert. Yeah. And um, we actually made our extra treat together. Wow. So we've grown together because I wasn't very strong in my faith until Brandon went through RCIA. But just seeing the Holy Spirit move through her makes me want to be a better Christian. And I think she's someone I would definitely put on my Mount Rushmore, just watching her grow. So I definitely look up to her. Beautiful. So if you listen to this show, I just know. We can't wait to have her on, too. We met her for the first time at the retreat at um, Behold. Yes. Did you get to meet her? Yes. I didn't meet her. You didn't get to meet her? No, but I have her oh. number, so we're going to okay, call yeah. you. Shout out. Show. <laughs> what do you think? So when he asked the question, and um, I guess it was the last talk before Mass, maybe, he asked something about, like, how do we know, or maybe it was the homily, how do we know that Jesus is alive? And, like, my first answer was because I see it, like I see it in Kayla. I see it in like my husband. I see it in other people. It wasn't like the Eucharist at first, but what would your answer be? Like, how do you know that Jesus is alive? Um, I think I kind of agree with you. I see it every day in people and, and sometimes in the most, most of the time in the most random places in the most random people. It's just something they say I had been thinking about or was on my mind, and they say it, and I'm like, all right, ping, ping. I got you. I hear you. <laughs> I see that little wink. I got it. Yeah. 
So definitely, I mean, just looking around. And I think looking for it, focusing, like, I want to see you today. Just show me that you're mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So definitely in people around me. Kayla, what about you? My first thought when he asked that question was, how do you know he's not? Oh. Mm. Mm. That was my first thought when, mm. yeah, when he I'm said gonna that. I'm going to take that to meditation. Like, how do you know God's real? No, like, how not. do you know he's not? Yeah, because he's you like, prove, prove it like, to prove, me. Prove to me God's real. I'm like, prove to me he's not real. You show me something that doesn't involve Jesus in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. You can show me the darkest thing on the planet, and I will shine some sort of light on it because that's who Jesus is. Because he's real, real. Real, real. Oh, man, they're getting it next door. Because that's a little chant. How would you answer Oh, it? I love that. I see it in the transformation of people. Oh, yeah. Like that's watching right. you your spiritual right. transformation. Because I can't always see it like in myself, but like my husband's transformation, the, all the hundreds of people we've interviewed, like mm-hmm. how can you deny it yeah. when you sit across from people and you hear like the miracles and Jesus is mm. like the way he's transformed them. How can you not? And examining like most recently trying to understand what it means to be a daughter. I'm like, God, I want to know what that feels like i want to know what that means and it's the glimpses of like the dark 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 times that he was there for me and the the many people that he has put like in my path to like chase dreams with me or to say like this is important to you i'm gonna put people in your life who are gonna show you how much i love you and how much i believe in this too and it's it's like until we sit still enough come on brandon he is not like me um (laughs) Until I said long enough, I really, I think I let those moments go by too fast without, like, capturing the essence of, like, the Holy Spirit in that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I but I think I'm just mean. complicated. I think I think about things too much. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, do you, think of, do you think about things too much? Are you a head person or a heart person? 100%. My wife reminds me of that every day. I think about things too much. Yeah. Just don't give it up to God like I should. How do y'all, okay, you're a heart person, Natalie? Absolutely. And I know Kayla is. So talk to us. Okay. This is how, a solid example. What's your question? How do you go from here to here, head to heart? Well, for us, we'd have to go from heart to head because we're already in our hearts. So you're asking, like, you're, you're saying, like, how do you, are you asking us how to tell you to go yeah. from here? Well, I mean, we can't. Jesus okay. didn't make you a heart person. He made you a head person. We're all totally different. You've done the temperament tests. Like, I know. You're but either I, a head person or you're a heart person. And that there's no wrong to that. Okay. Do I you feel think. wrong? I'll tell you the craziest thing, though. So before I team my first action retreat, Natalie had gone through it as a table leader. And she knows. I'm sorry. She knows how I am, you know, and, and she gave me the advice. She said, you know, look, just sit back and listen and let the Holy Spirit. You know, do it, do what he does, you know? Yeah. And uh, that was hard for me to sit at the table and just sit back. But right at the moment that I felt like I needed to interject and say something, I remembered what she said, just kind of let go and let God. And I was just continually, just repeatedly over the course of that entire Thursday to Sunday axe retreat, just amazed at what happened when I did not. Mm. And I just sat back and watched him. That's really cool. And that's kind of what he said last night. He was like, basically challenged all of us to just sit in adoration and just be still. And I've heard that before, but for some reason, when you see like 
what is it, 1,800 other people doing it and a lot of them youth, it's like, yeah, wow, what do I have to give? It makes me think of the drummer boy. Like, what do I have that's worthy enough? What words could I possibly say that are going to be worthy enough? Last night when we got back to the room, um, we were talking with the girls and, you know, we talked about how he said Christ loved us so much then. He died for us. And he loves us so much now. He gives us the Eucharist. And yeah. I think it's something that stuck with all of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully, like, makes us remember, hey, we get to have him every day. Yeah. Every day we get to have him because he just loves us that much. And he's showing us that he loves us. And I don't know, that that just kind of sat on all of us. And we all rushed to say it to each other. Like, did y'all hear when he said this? Yeah. So, um I, I don't know. I just, this retreat is such an experience and we're only like 12 hours in. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the whole theme, right? Is refuge. refuge. Is like, come to sit with me, come rest with me, child. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so when I think of that, I think of two things. First of all, just come to me, come back to me, just come to me, child, come to me and then just be with me. You, Christy was praying that over me last night. We're in the midst of this beautiful adoration, and I'm getting my phones blown up with text messages. My sister's in the ER, and I'm already in my mind going through this, like, I'm spiraling of, like, I just, I don't want to have to take care of anybody right now. You know, like, I want to be here. I want to be with the Lord. And she was just, unbeknownst to me, praying that over me. of Like, mm. oh, my gosh, Jesus, let everything be okay so she can just be here. Like, just sit here. Um, and I think that's the beauty of this with all the, the kids here um, for us as adults, like just take a cue, you know, when we forget, yeah. when we forget how to be daughters and sons because we're moms and dads or you guys are moms and dads or husbands and wives. And so you forget how to just be a, a son or a daughter. It, this is the best reminder of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Like just be Christy and her husband, they're they're deep in the theology of the body right now, and you're learning all about how you need to live your life as parents so that you can let this love trickle down to your children. And what's like the first thing anybody tells you is like, be a daughter first. Yeah. Be a son first. That is your first vocation before you're a husband, before you're a father, before you're a wife, before you're a mom. Is like, just be a daughter. And really, like, we can't heal and pass that. Um, holiness and healing onto our kids until we find it for ourselves. Right. I think that's where I get in my head though, because I want it so bad that I'm like, okay, if I can just do this thing and do that thing and think about this thing and digest that thing, and then I tend to complicate it and get caught up in it. And before I know it, I'm like not being a daughter anymore. I'm trying to control it. Yeah. That's what the Father Joy is uh, the priest that I went to confession with earlier this morning. And that's my word for the year. And like, I walked up and I sat down and I saw his name, Father Joy, and I just was like, oh, my God, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) And all he talked about the whole time was joy and being joyful. And like how when we're in pain and we're in trial, that that's where we're closest to God. And that's where we find the most joy. Like God's abundant joy is found in the darkness and Mm. in trial. And I was like, what? I cannot believe right now. So I was telling him, I'm like, I just don't. He's like, what else? Do you have anything else? And of course, I always have something. And I'm like, okay, well, let me ask you this. Like, <laughs> if I do my examination of conscience and I can't find any other sins, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm trying to go to confession regularly, but I'm like, I don't identify with that. Like, I'm not outright doing anything terrible anymore. How do, what, how do I know what to take to confession? Because I don't want to be prideful and be like, well, then I don't need to go because obviously I do. 
And he goes, it's not up to you. Just whatever is on your heart and whatever you feel like is keeping you from God, even the joys, because where there's joy, there's probably pain. Just take it anyway and let God decide. And I was like, okay, Father Joy, amen. What, what? This is a complete example of the difference of Christy and I of like heads and hearts. We walked into the confession room at the exact same time. I was done in like two and a half minutes. Christy was done 22 <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> I'm like in the chapel. I'm doing my penance. Um, I'm, uh, it's so much time has passed. I was like, I, I need to go poke my head in there and see if she's still in. I can't believe she's still in there. Like there's a whole line of kids and I wanted to just be like, you know, like motion her. It's not, it's not your turn anymore, you know? Um, but I don't really know how much time had actually passed. But so she goes and has like this full-blown conversation, which is great. And I love when I have the, the experiences like that in the confession. Few and far between, though, because I get to my priest and I just bow my head and I make the sign of the cross and I just start bawling, crying. And I'm like, I just need to be forgiven. I don't even know if I said more than two sins and there was a long list in my mind. But it's just that's all Jesus had, could have me choke out at the moment. And the priest is like, is that everything? And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I know I'm imperfect. There's probably way more. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And then he, you know, blessed me and absolved me. And, and I was out. And I was like, I was like, dang, that was powerful. But that's another and, difference between yeah. us. Because I come with my little planner. He's like, okay, you ready? And I'm like, hold on a second. I'll open it up. I turn to the page. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> As a convert, Brandon, like, how do you feel about confession? Do you love it, or is it still scary? May I just interject for a second? Yes. Yeah. Confession is what held him back from converting for a long time. I never asked him to convert, but that was like the biggest hang-up for him. So I am so glad you asked that question. <laughs> Hit it. What it's, is it? It's different every time, and it's it's amazing for all the buddy. You know, from the get-go when I sat down with him before I even began RCIA, he's just had a peace on my heart and just what he transmitted, you know, just empty vessel, Holy Spirit through him speaking to me exactly the things that God needed to speak to me through him. And just even all the way up until my last confession, you know, kind of like you're saying, you have a list and then Father Buddy's in the confessional and he's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would confess a sin and he'd say, mm-hmm. I'd confess another sin and mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was a silence there and just... The Holy Spirit there in that moment, you know, was prompting me to look within, you know, even deeper. But that that came from him. And like I said, he had never done that before. Mm-hmm. So confession to me is, is I see Christ. I see Jesus sitting right across from me. Mm. And, and Father Buddy, being the priest that he is, you know, just through his obedience, you know, we're able to receive that sacrament yeah. through our priests. It's an amazing thing. It really yeah. is it's beautiful. And those merciful priests, there's nothing like them that are just like, They've already, I know they've all already heard it all, but the ones that are just like, welcome home. Like, I'm so glad you're here, kind of thing. Yeah. How about you, Natalie? Um, yeah, no, I mean, when we go to confession and he'll ask, is there anything else? And you, you have to think about it. And a lot of times I, I find something else yeah. that, that I just comes and. Once it's all said and done, he always reminds us, like, he'll say, I love you. And a lot of times I get that as Jesus reminding me, like, I love Mm -hmm. you. You did all of this. You repented of everything, and I still love you. Like, Mm -hmm. I love you no matter what. I love you. Mm -hmm. So I'm the same way. I walk in the second I, like, 
across the door, I started boohoo crying, boo as if crying. I just did the worst thing ever. Oh, like if I just ran over that priest's dog <laughs> right? crying, like, and I'm like Nelly, shamed. Nellie makes it easy for me, though, as far as my examination of conscience is concerned. I can just kind of recall the things she's prompted me throughout the week. <laughs> just remember the sound so of my just taking voice. the work off of your hands for you. She makes it easy for me. She does. That's beautiful. How long have you been Catholic now? Three years. So oh, that's right. You and Josh, my husband, converted the same year, and it's so cool because, but I mean, it's not. But because of COVID, he actually became Catholic for the Pentecost, not even for the vigil. Ooh. So oh. he and the girl that went through it, Jessica, yeah, it was the Pentecost Mass, and it was just the coolest thing. You know, the first Mass yeah. after Easter, and wow, super duper Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit huh? Holy Spirit. What about your Rushmore? What four people would you put on your Rushmore, just of people that have inspired you and kind of helped to form you in your faith? Ooh. Ooh. Brother Steve Spears. Ooh. Tell me more. The man more. who baptized me at Longview Baptist Church down the street here. I believe his church is called His Church now in Pondville. But uh, for sure, Brother Steve Spears, Brother Richie Craig. I mean, those two guys, along with my dad, they were my baseball, football coaches. So, I mean, imagine having preachers as your football and yeah. baseball coach on the field and when you're messing up, you know, they're giving you words of encouragement and you know they're coming from the right place at yeah. all times. So definitely those two guys for sure. Father Buddy, 100%. No wife. Are you saying that just because she's sitting across from I'm you? I'm not. Yes. I'm really not. Yes. <laughs> I'm really not. Because all the demons and stuff and uh, the things that I've allowed, you know, Satan to do in my life through my bad choices – and um, she she fought those demons and put that woman through hell. Put she that woman through hell me. sitting across from me. So she has been a warrior for Christ for our family. So not just saying that because she's there. But That's beautiful. 100%. There's nothing more powerful than a wife's tears and a wife's prayers. Spoken like a true wife. Spoken like a... <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> okay, like a true wife. Okay, anything else for the listeners, guys? Um, if you have kids, please attend Steubenville South with them when they are able to come. You will not regret it. And keep listening to Can I Get an Amen? Yeah, it makes my week. <laughs> so fun, so good. We can't wait to have you back. Yeah, with Father Buddy. Guys. Yeah, we need to get him. Y'all are going to love him. For real. Swear, y'all we are just going to love him so much. We can't wait. And come see our church, our beautiful church in Delcom, Our Lady of the Lake. It oh, is. I went. And, okay. and St. Martin de Porres is beautiful. We yeah. have two churches, actually. Okay. But Our Lady of the Lake, Father Buddy just put a lot of love into it's it. It's really yeah. beautiful. Nice. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yep. Well, thank y'all for Gorgeous. joining us this morning, being our first guest, yes. kicking us off. Thank Steubenville y'all for South. Yeah, us. baby. All right. Steubenville 2023. Can amen. I get an amen? <laughs> amen. amen. <laughs>